Hey there, welcome to the Mind Care Podcast, a podcast on mental health matters. Hi, I'm JT. And I'm Janine. Join us every Wednesday as we navigate through today's most relevant issues on mental health and wellness and help promote happiness in the world. After each episode, our conversation continues on mindcareclub.org where you can take the next steps in giving your mind the care it needs. Now, welcome everyone to the very first episode of the Mind Care Podcast. In this special two-part episode, we had the opportunity to talk to the people behind Mindcare Club. Please welcome our special guest, our Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Luke Casimiro Carabin, and our Chief Executive Officer, Dr. Mark Platon. Yay! Hello, everyone! Thank you so much for taking time today now to be with us and to explain to everyone what Mindcare Club is. Hello, JT and Janine. Hi, Mark. So I think both JT and Janine have some questions for us to address. So where do we start? Dr. Mark, can you explain to us what MindCare Club is? MindCare Club is a telemental health platform. Okay, so we conduct consultations with our clients and our patients uh, using an online platform. Okay, so instead of pre-pandemic, how you would have to go to the clinic or to the hospital to get consultation with your psychologist or your psychiatrist, uh, this time around we're doing it remotely. And I think mm. by now, you know, we're more than a year and a half in this pandemic. I think people have uh, become accustomed to using the computer as a tool for medicine. And in this case, it's specifically for mental health. Uh, can you tell us why we started MindCare Club to begin with before the pandemic started? Yeah, not a lot of people know that MindCare Club has actually been in the works for a couple of years now, mm. even before the pandemic hit. And initially, it was really designed to be a brick-and-mortar clinic, meaning you would have a physical clinic. And mm-hmm. uh, originally, our founder, Brian Tenorio, had envisioned it to be a malt-based clinic, right? So, you know, he wanted it to be a more relaxed environment as opposed to the white walls and the white coats that you'd see around in the hospital. So the purpose of this really is to uh, normalize therapy. Mm-hmm. Here, especially in the country where, you know, uh, not a lot of people are, are that comfortable with the idea of, you know, seeking help for mental health. So we wanted to, you know, remove the stigma and make it normal for people and something that people are looking forward to doing. And mm-hmm. more importantly, for people not to be ashamed of it, mental health does not really necessarily equate to illness. And, you know, it could be preventive as well. That was the original vision for it. And quite interestingly enough, this was partially in response to when there was an alarming, not just the rise, but, you know, news coming out of younger individuals who were in distress that they could not handle on their own. And mm-hmm. I remember that back then we had this conversation with our high school teachers. Diane and I have kept in touch with our high school teachers and become very good friends of ours. And they were sharing their concern with us how uh, there were a lot of children, a lot of students who were going through a lot you know, of mental health issues, but they just didn't know where to turn to. And I guess the system they had in place at schools were there, but maybe it was not enough to address everyone's concerns. And so uh, he wanted to step in and I guess uh, provide a new venue where people could you know, easily identify that, oh, okay, mind care club. So this is a place mm-hmm. where I can go to address my mental health. Needs. That's how it started and was a dream that he had. And fast forward, I guess, to the end of 2019, he had found a spot actually. But with Brian, he has always wanted to execute, you know, his brilliant ideas 
uh, right away. And he just could not wait for the physical clinic. So he said, okay, we're going ahead with plan B. So we're going to do the online clinics first. And that's what happened. And so by January of 2020, we had MindCare Club online. Mm -hmm. And we saw our first clients, our first patients. And who knew that just two months after that, we were just thrust into this lockdown. I think uh, we could not have come at a better time. We've definitely seen the impact that this pandemic has had. Yes, around the world, but most especially around here in our country. We're glad to be around to people who need guidance and someone to be there for them during this very, very difficult time. Thank you so much for that. No, uh, we completely agree that MindCare Club really has changed the way we are able to access mental health care. Uh, because even if it weren't for the pandemic, having that accessibility within just a computer's reach is very impactful for people who, whether they have stigma of mental health or cannot go out, are embarrassed to show other people that they're seeking mental health. It's very important they have this access. Right. Mm -hmm. Even before the pandemic or the lockdown, you know, people already had fair share of concerns. It's it's not like all of this was caused by the pandemic. Yeah. And so you know, everyone's going through something and that's completely fine. I think it's encapsulated in my care club's mission, you know, what we want to do, and that is just to helpless and sadness in the world. Mark was correct when he was pointing out that uh, the time that we were initially talking about Mind Care Club, there was really a sudden increase or at least a sudden increase in concern about young people who are going through so much distress and not knowing what to do and there's not enough help for them. So the idea then was to increase and improve that access by taking the mental health professional out of the hospital and closer to where the young people were. So our target area then was near universities and near high schools so that the kids or the young people, the adolescents can actually come and drop in, supposedly in an atmosphere where they, they will be more relaxed and feel less judged. But yes, one thing led to another, and one of the other things we wanted to address was the fact that there was so much traffic, and for people to actually reach their doctors uh, or their psychologists, who were mostly based in hospitals, it will take like an hour to get to the clinic. You have to wait 30 minutes to an hour for your next session. You'd spend 30 minutes, 45 minutes with your doctor, and then you spend another hour going home. So it's like Technically, people were losing time, na stress na nga, you know, and they're anxious, and then the traffic makes them more anxious, and then the return makes them more anxious. So we were saying, oh, we have to do something about it. So the idea of using a virtual or online platform also came in. So those were two parallel ideas that were happening at that time. The brick and mortar or the physical clinic, we shelved temporarily. And Brian was of the idea that let's just launch it and then try. So because the brick and mortar was going to take a bit of time. So we went ahead with the online. I think, Mark, you can address the fact that we're using a HIPAA-approved platform so everyone is assured of confidentiality and privacy and security of data. The platform we use is actually an international one, not the same one that is being used for NASA. I think especially now we're in the age of information and really people are very, very concerned about information security, the privacy of your information. These are very potentially sensitive matters, right, that you discuss privately mm -hmm. with your doctors. So Definitely, that was the number one uh, concern and uh, consideration for us when 
we were setting up the online platform and we found the best partner that we could find so that we could guarantee our all our clients and our patients that they have nothing to worry about. They can come to MindCare Club and everything is safe and secure. They can just open up freely during their sessions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. So besides that, now we already talked about so many things about MindCare Club. Can you tell us more about yeah. why someone would choose to go into MindCare Club and also introducing the first step? Yeah, well, we do have what we call the care team. We're very, very proud of this team that we've built over the years. Uh, yeah, this, this team is awesome because when we were setting this up, we didn't want to just put out a platform where, you know, like everybody can go online and basically just transplant their their physical practice into the internet. We really wanted to build a community and that's what we're so happy with. While we are assembling probably best minds in mental health care, we're also providing them with a safe space, a sense of belonging where they can grow in their practice alongside their colleagues, you know. It's a, it's a good feeling, especially these times, to feel like you belong, right, to something that's bigger than yourself and you're all in it together for greater good. Mm-mm. Maybe you could also talk about who usually avails of Mind Care Clubs. Do you have like the corporate partners or uh, organizations that use Mind Care Clubs? It's quite an array of clients that we get. Initially, of course, we had just intended this for individuals. We call them retail customers and the plan was just to simply have them access Mind Care Club through our website. But then, much to our surprise, we started the receiving inquiries, you know, from companies who were interested. I mean, not just local companies, but also multinational companies who were very, very much concerned about the welfare of their employees. You know, and some of them you know, needed help in figuring out where do we begin, right? And so we can help them as early as policy making. And so we have a consultancy available for companies that, that need assistance in figuring out how they can be compliant with local laws concerning mental health, creating programs for their uh, organization, and ultimately creating that link from policy to actual, I guess, intervention for people in their organization that might need it. So there really is also a trust on education and information because Ultimately, people have to understand first what mental health care is. So every step of the way, we, we want to you know, hold their hands and so that they don't feel afraid you know, that this is something that they have to do alone or that there's something wrong with them. So those are um, some of our experiences with our clients, whether they're individuals or companies. Pretty much when people approach us, there is no cookie-cutter formula that we will be handing them. It really becomes a tailor fit to help them get from where they are to where they would want to be in terms of their mental health. So I think, JT, to address the question, we're really moving towards widening the services, not just targeting mental disorders or mental illness, which is a very traditional understanding of mental health, but actually opening it to mental wellness. So helping individuals in their normal day-to-day situation, the workplace, the school, the family, the community, and helping them manage their own stresses within that context. Mind Care Club 
is special in many ways, I think, because of its overarching vision of addressing how do we talaga ba lessen sadness in the world, diba? How do we do that? I mean, especially at this time where uh, there is so much physical distancing, you know, people get very isolated and lonely and relationships that are supposed to prop us up when we are stressed are somehow challenged by the situation. So when when we started the Mind Care Club, there were three main barriers to access to any mental health professional. So initially, we were talking about the difficulties of young people. But what we're finding out is the difficulties with mental wellness is actually global. It cuts across socioeconomic status, education, gender, and age. Walang pinipili, no? Walang pinipili. Unfortunately, there are so many barriers for people to access care. Like, I think there are three main barriers. The first one is that there is a mismatch between supply and demand. There are too few health professionals who will actually take care of your mental health. And there is a huge demand. Now, based on WHO data, for example, in 2020, for every 100,000 Filipinos, there will only be 0.5 psychiatrists 0.1 psychologist, 0.5 mental health nurses. It's mind-boggling. And that was an issue that I think Mind Care Club needs to address if we are serious about improving access to healthcare. So that's one, the mismatch between supply and demand. The second is the maldistribution. Kontina nga, and then these health professionals are all concentrated in the urban areas or hold clinics in hospitals. And so the idea is to get the mental health professional out of that and bring them closer to the people who need them. So uh, that was why there was this whole idea of why don't we put them in the malls or nearer the schools so that the students can actually just... Because we were watching like... Um, when we, when Brian and I were having coffee, we were just watching like, oh, the kids walking around the mall were still wearing their uniforms from school. Mm -hmm. It was like, what, four in the afternoon? So if they hang out and they have coffee or ice cream or fries in that area, then perhaps if we made ourselves available there, we will be more accessible. So mismatch, supply and demand, the maldistribution, concentration in urban areas. So so that also cuts off a lot of people who don't live in cities and near hospitals. And then I think the third, which is also key, is the cost. There is a misconception that if you have a mental health problem or you're distressed or you're sad, that you automatically have to see a psychiatrist. You know, I am a psychiatrist, but what I'm saying is, as, as a specialist, psychiatrists should only be taking care of the complicated and severe or moderate mental disorders. The rest of the population, which would be the majority, can be handled or should be handled by psychologists, mental health nurses, counselors. And in that way, their needs don't need to escalate to the level of a specialist. So the key here is to intervene early, do it fast, 
and do it well. You know, so I think what we're doing in Mind Care Club when we're talking about this first step program is actually addressing these needs. We want the patients or the clients who call us to actually be attended and assessed immediately without paying much more than they should for the service that they deserve. So we want to improve that access aspect of the mental health system. And I think in a very concrete way, that's how Mind Care Club does lessen sadness in the world. I think that's the thing that differentiates us. It's really a team of health professionals, multidisciplinary, and then offering people the first step. And I think that is something that will be very interesting to those who are listening or watching this podcast. Because what is this first step all about, you know? And I think to me as a mental health professional, having worked in this field for several decades now, it's time has come. It's time has really come. And so we invite everyone to give it a try. If you're not feeling all right, do not hesitate. Go to your computer, go to your phone, access the Mind Care Club website, and then give yourself a chance and take that first step. Because sometimes, I think most of the time, in fact, that's all you really need. Just take the first step. Mm -mm. Beautifully said, Dr. Lu. Thank you so much for all of your inputs. Now, um, do you have anything else to say, JT, or anything to ask? I'm just uh, awestruck with the mission and vision of Mind Care Club. No? Uh, it really democratizes mental health for everyone, uh, everywhere, actually, for all Filipinos. Imagine there's less than one mental health professional or a psychiatrist for a population of 100,000. No? That's a very daunting task, but we don't see the cases lessening soon, right? which is uh, sad. But then with channels and outlets like Mind Care Club, I really believe that we really have a fighting chance of lessening sadness in the world. Maybe one person at a time or one organization at a time. Yeah. So I'm really pushing for like for us to intervene sooner. We have to catch it early. We have to see them before they're actually diagnosable with any illness. Right. You know, and help people understand the discomfort of that distress. Mm -hmm. And that begins with conversation. That begins with a first step. I feel so passionate about it because I've seen how that kind of early intervention can actually help people live better lives, you know? And if that is the mission that we have in life, then let's go for it. Let's do it big time and let's achieve what we need to achieve. Life is too short. We cannot wait. I agree, Lou. And, uh, you know, that's exactly what this podcast is for also. You know, it's to extend that conversation beyond the clinics, whether it's physical or virtual, and put it out there. Because yeah. I think the more that people become comfortable talking about mental health, the easier it will be for us to address the mental health issues in this country as a whole. And maybe mm -hmm. even encourage others to, you know, explore this profession and be inspired to pursue a career in mental health. Uh, there's a lot of room for everyone, and I think it will be such a great service for Filipinos if we had 
more people wanting to serve in the mental health sector. Great job, you guys, for hosting this podcast. And we look forward to seeing more episodes. And we're curious about what topics you're going to be talking about and sharing with your viewers. And we wish you the best. Thank you very much, uh, much. JT and Janine. It's really wonderful to spend this time with you guys. So I'm really hoping that the people who viewed it or listened to this podcast will actually raise their questions, you know, and maybe chat with us as we go because we want to be able to provide evidence-based information for everyone, you know. There's so much fake news out there. I hope this podcast will provide facts and information that will help people. So thank you very much for having us. It was really a pleasure. Thank you. The pleasure is ours. Thank you yeah, so much, Paul. Thank you very much for, for what you do. It's something that we look up to. Yeah. Thank you. It's a privilege. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Thank you. everyone. Bye. So there you have it, everyone. That was our CEO, Dr. Mark Platon, and our CMO, Dr. Lou Kerubin. What do you think, JT? Well, I think that was a very great episode and that we had the opportunity to hear from the people who are trying to change mental health care in the Philippines. It's a privilege to experience it firsthand. I completely agree. So this wraps up our very first episode of Be My Care podcast. Thank you everyone for joining us today. And if you're ready to take your very first step, you can visit us at our website, mindcareclub.org and sign up for an appointment. And sometimes the first step is all you need. And don't forget to like and share this video and help us lessen sadness in the world. We'll catch you on Wednesday, September 8th for the Mind Care Podcast second episode. Bye! Bye.